0: Today, I am at Manifest, and uh, it is a blast. And I'm here with my friend Chad. So, Chad, please introduce yourself and your company, where you're calling from today.
1: Yeah, my name is uh, Chad Schofield. I'm with the uh, co founder, chief digital officer of uh, Box C. Uh, we, we're e commerce and shipment management platform specializing in international shipments. Effectively, we allow logistics companies like airlines, freight forwarders, postal authorities, and even large e-commerce retailers to become their own carrier and control and ship about to direct-to-consumer around the world with all the compliance and clearance and duties, taxes, and the last mile carrier is already worked out. And it comes down to just uh, printing the last mile label. So where are you guys based? We're out in New York. We a remote team like so many yeah yeah we're days. spread all over the world so i mean we we always joke that we were remote before remote became in fashion oh i was too <laughs> i <laughs> was too when somebody then
0: they said you need to shelter in space i go i think i've been doing that yeah <laughs> i had lots of practice when with they were here. talking about covid i was like how am i gonna get covid no one comes over here yeah same here exactly the same. so, so we were talking before we hit record and i was trying to understand fully what you guys do so give me a give me an example so a, a company so it sounds as if you're helping companies make more money
1: make more money or get into a business that they 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 have the infrastructure let's take an airline we're working with the Asian airline they have they have the planes they're flying all over the world and they're carrying cargo on those planes now what they can do with our technology is get in the commerce shipping business and they create their own parcel shipping service internationally. So so, so you be, you do the final mile for them? We do the we do the clearance and the final mile for them.
0: So they might say, we we are an airline, you drop it off at our, our, our location, yep. and pick it up at the new location in the next city over. And what you're saying is, they can start becoming an e-commerce company, so you deliver, you pick it up, and you deliver it to the airport. And then you do the final mile for that.
1: Correct. Yeah. And we do that. We take care of the clearance. And there's all sorts of complicated things back in the, you know, as yeah, far as that clearance bad, and, yeah, and I, manifest I it. Yeah. But but yeah, we make sure it's cleared, everything works. We take it the last mile carrier, and you have your choice of last mile carriers. You know, so we add new and, and exciting new last mile carriers, especially some that are here like Axahire, Hire and Halify and uh, better trucks, you know, so you don't have to just use the postal service. You can use some of these new alternative carriers. You know.
0: Well, God, I should also mention where at Manifest, again, and it seems like Manifest is filled with last mob carriers. You can't throw a rock yeah, there at I mean, and, your yeah. And by the way, there's a million different solutions, and they're doing it a million different ways. And there's companies that are, uh, I, I mentioned One rail. Uh, I talked to uh, Chaz Smith, or Chaz Smith, Smith's from... Uh, our SIMS from um, Y-Systems. And I think there's at least 20 more. I mean, I... I there's I, lots of people them. People keep coming up to me and say, last mile, last mile, last mile. I'm thinking, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's a, uh-huh. but, but let's face it. We all want stuff delivered to our house. And we've had UPS and FedEx. They were the only game in town. Then there were couriers that didn't seem like they were in the same business. I feel like there's a blurring of the lines to the people who deliver to homes. But also... When I used to say e-commerce, I meant e-commerce from that that was direct-to-consumer. Now e-commerce is more B2B and direct-to-consumer. So
1: there's one thing that seems consistent. It's blurred lines. It's a lot of very blurred lines. A lot of blurred lines. and, and, And I think the technology really enables a lot of that. And where it can be, and the startup culture of these places, they can really be adaptable and fast to change and adapt to whatever unique situation of someone needs for the last month. So either. we you know, mentioned you know, airlines. Who are some
0: other customer segments that you would...
1: Freight forwarders are probably the biggest ones. They're the, probably the most excited about this. Many times they are they already have reserved you know, reserve air, air cargo space. They have to fill that space up. Many times they're jockeying around to get that filled up. And at the same time, they're... Reselling UPS or FedEx or DHL Express and passing that on and just say, handing that off to you know to to them. This is a situation where they can just do their own
0: service. So and put forward it forwarders would. They wouldn't typically not own their own assets, right? But that doesn't matter. in So freight forwarders, airlines, who else? The and then we have
1: postal authorities. So there's a lot of postal authorities to get around to do a commercial product, rather than you know not going through the UPU and the postal clearance and the postal system. This, they'll just go around the um, and do a commercial clearance that we can handle for them. And then to the last mile carriers for either using postal or what have you. So when you say postal, so let's say a company in
0: Canada, a po- the postal authority in Canada says, we would like to get in, to make some money on e-commerce,
1: stuff being shipped to the US. That would be the case. And when this was, but this would be like an express product where it kind of goes outside the postal system. Okay. So yeah. it'd be a separate product, you know, like we work with postal several around the world. And there are, look, one, they like a DDP product. Wait, what is that? Delivered duty paid. Yep. Rather than de- delivered duty unpaid. Most of the postal system, the limitations of the postal is two kilograms or 4.4 pounds. It has to be only delivery duty unpaid. It goes through the postal clearance system, which if you go to some of the IESC centers in the U.S., there are piles of packages waiting to get cleared. So it moves very slow and inefficiently. This is a way for them to compete with big integrators and offer express product just like they do.
0: It's fantastic. So it seems as if it's an extension of some businesses and then probably becomes brand-new businesses for some. Yeah, exactly. And, and let's face it, if you have... A team, and you say, "Hey, we can add a, a business unit, right? In effect, or a new channel of business revenue, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, at exactly. least worth the conversation." Yeah. So, right. yeah, <laughs> let me. Out. Let's let's. Be learn a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Give us some career highlights
1: before you started boxing. So I always say I I was I'm from Missouri, born in St. Louis, grew up in the Ozarks, so I'm a hillbilly you know, and adult life in Kansas City. But being the show me state, you've always been like, you know, you got to show me if yeah. it works. <laughs> and then I, you know, I actually started in, believe it or not, in advertising and marketing. And then I got into doing sourcing, like getting fashion, like apparel and shoes and accessories. Did work with, uh, I did a lot of economic development work in uh, East Africa. I still do a little bit of consulting to help East African designers or factories you know do you know get the business kind of pull some of that business away from Asia and then to Africa and give yep. them opportunity so and then we did some work for you know with all the sourcing we did stuff you know, to my co-founders with uh, Groupon and we started getting like why can't this stuff be shipped directly from the factory in China to the consumer rather than putting it you know trying to ship it bulk containers all the time and all that, and that's when we started to kind of work that out it was amazing how no one really did that i think i remember with ups we asked them about doing something like that and we just got blank stares right <laughs> well it, it it's funny
0: again back to the blurred lines when you start saying these things i was like okay i kind of get it but it, it takes a minute to sink in because like, by the way, that is that is not abnormal here at Manifest. I'm asking people, be very basic with me. What do you do? Right, right, <laughs> because, yeah. And this is the nature of our the industry is there's silos. So you might be an expert in warehousing and fulfillment and not know much about over-the-road. You right. might be an over-the-road freight broker or a carrier and not know much about freight forwarding. Right. And you might be all those guys, know nothing about right. technology. Right. And then there's so many specialized services. The challenge we all have is right. the supply chain, the shippers, they want end-to-end visibility. Yeah. And, and we're all kind of speaking different languages. Exactly. And that's, I, I think people listen to my podcast, partly because say, look, I just don't want to ask all the dumb questions.
1: Let Joe we'll answer, answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when and why did you start C? What hole did you see in the market? I mean, I kind of touched on it there with the sourcing and why can't I just ship direct from the factory to the consumer? And why, you know, how did that, you know, at that time when we first started looking into it, postal, you can put something in the mail and it'll get there eventually, you know, or you could spend a small fortune and ship up FedEx or DHL Express, but, you know, for an average product. And one thing that really inspired me to do this was I was working with some designers in East Africa. Gorgeous stuff. People, they had fans all over the world in Europe and the U.S. and, you know, They were never going to be a big multinational brand but they had fans and they could they were they were on etsy they had all these pieces but the missing pieces was shipping affordably internationally to europe or to the u.s and that's where it kind of came to me like how can we make this affordable and a good value to ship and help these you know, designers and actors. This is, this is
0: somewhat yeah. the challenge with, yeah. I, I said that before in my podcast, but if you create an e-commerce site and you're really good at that, or uh, you're, a, you're a maker, you make right. stuff, where it gets real is when it goes in the shopping cart, and somebody yeah. p- scans their, their card, scans their card, puts their card information in, and then all of a sudden it, it gets real, because you might be really good at driving traffic to your site, you might create beautiful stuff that gets people's attention but it gets real when you have to ship and so often the business case comes down to can I ship it it affordably right and I think on the other side it comes to these companies and saying, I have assets I have a team I have tech I have all these things how can I make an extra buck by the way we are either in a recession or or heading for a recession so I gotta think everybody's saying hey if uh Chad can put an extra few bucks in my oh, pocket. Yeah, exactly. I can blow that on food shelter. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so when did you start? We start the company started in 2013. I mean, Has it's kind of a, a it's been around decades. a while. I mean, you know, it kind of evolved. I mean, we, we, we started really from China to the U.S. That was the main, and that still is. Like now we, we have visibility around the world where everything's being made and moved around. But that was, you know, and we learned, it's a competitive market, China, and shipping and everything. So, you know, we we got beat up and we cut our teeth and, you know, learned a lot of the tricks and things to make work better. But that's really I would say in the probably past two to three years really where we hit our stride, we perfected the model and, and just can do it over and over How do you
0: guys make money? Or is this just a purely a <laughs> charity? Oh yeah, we do it for free. <laughs> I mean, you make, you have a like us.
1: We use okay. it. We, we add a bit. We add a little. We just, like, we'll get last mile rate from carriers. We get the rates and we'll offer those rates as part of that. So usually it's a margin. We a little add a margin. Little transaction fee. Transaction fee on, so, on the. So if I want,
0: let's say I'm uh, some sort of carrier. So working with you, do I have any downstroke, uh, any down payment? Or it's just. It's a-
1: no, it's pay as you go. So, you know, you can, you're, the only investment of you have to make is integration and it's a thrill, we're proud of that being a very simple, modern, restful API, and one integration, and you have 50 countries and growing, you know, where you can provide DDP service, and, you know, DDU, and different weights, different last mile carriers, everything was shipped, is with, we're very transparent, so it's a last mile carrier, is the tracking number and the label, so if you're shipping to your customers in the UK, they're going to get a Every, for example, tracking number. It's going to be very familiar with them. They will be able to interact with Every, and they're locally. So if they have any issues or they have, say, standing orders, you know, with Every, you know, like they have the, an app for the Every app, They can all these things are taken care of. So it helps a lot with customer service And that, you know, when it gets close to them, it's a good consumer experience. It's not coming some foreign postal thing and they don't know where it's, yeah, so,
0: so it's funny, I, I said this uh, I said this yesterday to a few people. I don't ever remember saying last mile or final mile until COVID. Yeah. And then as soon as we started saying last mile and final mile, we started saying middle mile. Yeah. So you basically am I am wrong to say this that you help the companies that do the middle mile?
1: Yeah, we do really, the first and last mile. Yeah, we help with the middle mile. So we help the companies that do the middle mile and allow them to do the last mile. And the first. Yeah, and the first. And then now there's some customers, you know, like some bigger e-commerce retailers, they have the volume and to be able to become their own carrier themselves. So many times we'll help them. We'll take care of the middle mile. You know, and some of these are sometimes our customers or our partners in many ways. So we'll take care of the first mile, middle mile, and last mile for these e-commerce retailers.
0: And I guess I should, uh, for people who are saying what are they really talking about, the first mile would be... (laughs) This is say from uh, maybe it's a factory yeah. to a warehouse that is gonna be part of that distribution. Right. The middle mile might be from warehouse to warehouse or factory, There, and then yep. and then the final mile is always yep. to the end customer, whether they're end consumer consumer or a business. business yeah. And again, more and more e commerce is going to a business. Yeah. So so you guys have been around a while, I mean, I, I've seen your name, I've seen BoxSea right. yeah. has been around, it's, it's one of it's always on the list of all those startups, are you, are you guys venture capital back?
1: We had seed funding, so we, you know, and that's, and from there, we've been... We took off. We took off, we've been profitable, we, you know, we're growing, you know, now we're getting to the point where we've kind of perfected that model and perfected the traction, so Probably will be out there, you know, to to really ramp it up more and offer this, you know, more countries and more. Do uh, you potential. said
0: you, you got some partners?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, co-founders. Where are they located? One, well, my co-founder, few are Australian, but they live here in the well. One lives in the U.S. and New York, and then uh, some of the the others is in Maryland, and then you know, and then want them kind of our one of our officers or operations officer is in China and that area just Damn. to be in Asia to it's take new world. Yeah. yeah so and
0: you're a hillbilly who lived in New York and now you're in Miami. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only in America. Yeah, but you're always
1: a hillbilly. That's born you can't take the country out of the boy, you know? Yeah.
0: So let's walk through again. It's a little confusing. So it's a little confusing to I'm I'm the one who asked the yeah. dumb questions here. So Walk me through like the process and somebody comes to you and says, Hey, tell me, let's just say I'm a let's say I'm a carrier and I got some trucks and I maybe I got a warehouse. Yeah, right. What do
1: you do for me? So what we'll do for you is put an assessment. Usually we'll ask them, What what do you what are you looking for? Sometimes they're gonna come to us and they're gonna have a, a customer's already or they're gonna have some some a lot of times we'll have carriers that are first mile carriers or last mile carriers and they're like, Hey, we have a customer that needs international age they, they want to start shipping to Canada we take care of them domestically but now we don't we don't want to lose that business so what we'll come in and say okay here where are the distribution centers say in the US and now then we'll calculate you know then we'll say okay you can use these we have these last mile carriers in Canada you know it could be Canada post T-Force, uni, uni, whatever, and they can kind of pick that together, and we kind of build that and route for made, them. But it's the custom stuff? And then we handle the customs clearance as well.
0: That is a pain sometimes. Yeah, Even, so I, we make it's that. It's funny, yeah. I, I was advising a company, and they were selling perfume and stuff. Uh, You're company. The perfume, yeah, I always. And, and so I thought, no big deal. You got, it should be a problem, right? It is a problem because there's different tariffs. So, like... Pay a big tariff to move it to the U.S. You can't distribute it from the U.S. You have to go direct to Canada on some stuff. Right, right. I'm sure that's not the only tariff that's like that. Yeah. So yeah. you have to figure out. And by the way, I was I'm an automotive guy, and I always kind of was under the impression that everything kind of worked NAFTA way. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's automotive. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. No. Right. No, it's, right. It's the world is hard sometimes when you talk add customs to the mix.
1: No. Yeah. You'll get into situations where sunglasses or even cutlery is FDA regulated. So they import that into the U.S. There, you know, there has to be, you know, the FDA has to say, oh, it's okay to bring in that that mug, like a coffee mug. That's a, probably the big one that people are shocked by is like, you're telling me I have to get special permission to get a coffee mug too? You know?
0: Well, I, also, I always think about this too is that that's a complaint about Washington. But I do right. believe there's people in Washington saying we need protection from like right but they you probably won't say it that way they'll yeah. probably say the problem with like is that they are doing this this and this don't let them come to our market. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly
1: but there are certain things and we work very closely yeah we work very close like we're on the private advisor e-commerce advisory committee with us customs so where we were in contact almost weekly monthly and so they you know and their point is when it comes to these kind of commercial, you know parcel shipments it's safe. They're not. It's not really a revenue generate, You know, they don't look at it for revenue, like bigger entries. But they work at the safety part, so they're very concerned about the safety. And where I'm part of us in the private sector is to look out for that right. as well.
0: And you know, just speaking about Canada and Mexico, this this still drives me crazy. I I've heard people say this in Columbia. I work with people in Columbia. Lean Stepping Solutions, a big company. And if you get something from Amazon. You can buy something from Amazon. They'll ship it to a They'll ship it to a company that'll ship it to right. Colombia, and I was thinking, why can't Amazon? It? And the, and so websites are international; they don't care where you're at. Right, right, and right. so we've got to get to the place where we can move stuff easily over the border. And I know we updated NAFTA, right? That's so long ago. I don't know what they call it now. It's called yeah. something a little different. I know Yeah, it's not called NAFTA 2.0. It's US. MCA, I think. Yeah, I know. I, I don't MC, know why this
1: is kept MC, in the MCA I think. So <laughs> yeah. it's
0: Mexico, Canada, USA. Yeah. But part of the updates were for e-commerce because it was it was really preventing it. And by the way, I, I always think how stupid it is if I've got a, a distribution center in Detroit that I can't distribute to Windsor across right. the border. Right. Or if I've got something in Windsor. By the way, we have, we have auto assembly plants right in Windsor. They back and forth from right. automotive stuff. There's no reason we can't get this stuff
1: right. right, right. Exactly. We went down a little
0: side road there. But yeah. anyway, so I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. Okay. So, what's next for you? Answer it anywhere you want. What's next for you? What's next for Box C? And then, what's next for the industry in regards to what we talked about today?
1: Oh, what's next for me? You know, I mean, kind of the, you know, I, let me kind of go back to the thing that inspired me to start this together to help people in these countries like East Africa access the world markets as anyone else can and even in South America. Some of these places because e-commerce and transfer in and, and can help these people connect all over the world and get and and, and economic development. And box C, we're just expanding to more carriers, more last mile carriers, expanding countries, adding more, making them even better and faster and more simplified for their, our customers. Where they don't have to worry about the customs and all that, it's just taken care of. Yeah, it's, and you know, and we they, talked about yeah. that frictionless. Yeah, we, we,
0: you know, we don't hear it as much anymore. But yeah, he's talking about this frictionless economy, and there is friction. And one of the
1: big friction points is just what you guys and are were. Friends. We work hard at removing friction, and we see it there. And we so we, you know, removing that friction, and getting to the point where we can just say we're an easy button. You just. Push this, and Boxy, Boxy will take care of it. Wait, now, why are you called Boxy? <laughs> Box complete. So, yeah. that makes sense. So, yeah. what do you see
0: happening with this industry in regards to what we talked about today?
1: Well, I think we kind of touched on it with a lot, all the last mile carriers, and they're everywhere, you know, and all the different options they come to. I see a bit of, I see some, a lot of dis, decentralization, where a lot of this technology is in there. You know, I, I mean, I've even talked to, say, some robotics. Places that's on these sorting the way they're you know interesting point of them instead of selling you a big machines and all this and it's a big heavy investment they just charge you fifteen cents a package they'll manage it all that and like wow now I can't say you know instead of being some big capital well, cost this is, this I'm is in the, it you this know.
0: is the crazy thing about yeah. the as software as a service yeah. it used to be somebody says, you want their software You're we're gonna, gonna buy, sell you yeah. uh, give us 50 grand and then yeah, every right. every quarter you pay us for maintenance, right, and for right. updates. Right, right. And then, by the way, it used to come like in a CD, yeah. a DVD <laughs> yeah. and you know, upload it. Yeah. And I remember I worked for a software company and my sales, sales guy saying, we can't really sell it for you because we kill them on the updates and the maintenance. Right. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. because that, that doesn't cost anything for us. I was right. like, all right. <laughs> 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 no, no. But yeah, I, lo- I love it because you mentioned the decentralization. I think as we get all this technology in, we're going to start seeing what we need to see is efficiency. And yeah. I I've always say this in my podcast. Effective means getting the desired results. Right. Regardless of resources. Right. But if being efficient means I'm getting the desired results with very little resources. Right. And that's the problem we have right now. Right. We have a, by the way, I've never said, and this is an even bigger problem, but somebody's selling me, they wanted to sell frozen yogurt and they wanted to sell it e-commerce well frozen yogurt you, you have to sell you have to put it on ice right the cost of shipping it is way more than the price of of the product yeah. and so what you'll see is if, if you order like go online and order ice cream or frozen yogurt yeah. the price of the product is like 12 dollars for something you buy for four at the store right, right. because they don't want to tell you and by the way, they'll make a minimum order of 5 or something right, like yeah, that. Because yeah, uh-huh. they don't want to tell you that your product cost was $16 and your shipping right. cost was 60 so Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but we have a whole bunch of businesses that are like that. Right, we're right. we're upset Anytime somebody tells you free shipping, it's not free shipping. Product right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so. yep. Anyway, I didn't ask you in the beginning. I guess I asked again, what have you enjoyed the most about yeah. Manifest? Tell me some of your impressions of the event.
1: I think of like you know we actually came here and the first year last, last year, year yeah. manifest and like no we didn't bigger. yeah we didn't even really know what it was going to be but we did know Dan and we thought what well, you know he, he he really had a great vision see the yeah yeah and uh, we I I thought he had a great vision so we did the first year this year we've come we came back because it was I really liked last year and I I think the impression of manifest is it's a very big holistic view of the whole transportation and industry supply, and supply chain. And supply chain. The whole, a much, a kind of a zoom back. You know, some of these other shows are are sometimes very narrow. You know, parts of the supply chain or logistics. This is a very wide back oh God, to where I, you have investors yeah. to tech companies to great innovative stuff to traditional you know companies, and it's all here. I got blown away. I I, I was on a panel
0: yesterday. And that was the moderator, so I just asked the questions. Right. Normally, I don't like to do things live like that, because uh, Dan Lee cuts out all the dumb things I say, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's with Best Buy and Ulta and Million Dollar Baby and um, Farmbox, direct-to-consumer right. And it was, it kind of blew me away that you're sitting with all shippers and right. hearing a perspective that I don't hear every single day. Right, right. And, and I'm kind of blown away by what's hearing. By the way, last
1: year, I think there was Fifteen hundred, I think, we way more than that. Mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think Dan, he's been. They've been saying like three thousand or so. Yeah, and he's already talking that they're going to fill this. They're going to take the whole all this rest of this next year. Yeah. By the way,
0: what's also cool is I love. Um, I got this. I got this badge on it. Was yeah. With Chad and everybody else, and it's got a. It's got a little. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little chip in it, so when you meet, so I just click my button here. And yeah. And uh, Dan clicks his button, and we're connected. Yeah, and a, a, you get an email. At first, that's in your phone. Right. But then yeah. you get an email to your uh, your inbox, and right. you just talk to Chad yeah. your, your new connection chat. New it's connection. Got his email. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, so you go back at the end of the day, and there's like, normally, think about a this back
1: of business cards. Yep. if yep, <laughs> You get
0: you go to a conference, and you walk, that you're back, and you got. 300 business cards, you put a rubber band around it, put it in your desk, You go, I'm uh-huh. going to get to that. Yeah. And you might go in and start trying yeah. to connect to them on LinkedIn, but most, but not everybody's yeah. in there. Yeah. What's cool now is I have their email email address. Right. Uh-huh. So if they're not a LinkedIn guy, they're not a LinkedIn gal, yeah. I got the email address. My right. thing your phone number's Yeah, there. Yeah. And yeah. had some great conversations. And I would also say, you can always skim across the surface of this, but so much going on. There is a lot. I mean, it's, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. And every one of the panels that I sat in, and I didn't get a chance to sit at all, obviously, but top people talk. Yeah. Other than, Other me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, and again, I was just the uh, moderator, but um, it's it really is, you know, it is the future of freight. They call it the future of freight. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah so, it is. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this bad boy up. So. What I'll do is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile, put a link yeah. to your website, uh-huh. and link to anything else you can be, and uh, we'll put those in the show notes. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Well.
1: Okay, thank you. It's yep. really great. Yeah,
0: and thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward.